Uncork. Hey, welcome to Uncork. Hey there, welcome to Uncork. Hey, welcome to Uncork. Hey, welcome to Uncork. <laughs> hey, welcome to Uncork. Hey, welcome back. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Uncooked. We are so excited to be back here with you. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode. The support is great and we are really excited to keep this going. And we're bringing it on this week. We've got such an interesting, interesting overall theme on this on this episode. So this week I am, uh, for lack of a better character, I suppose I would like to be Oprah this week. Oh. Oprah Winfrey. Oh, <laughs> in case we didn't know. Uh, all right. Why Oprah? Um, Oprah is rich, and um, after booking several flights and checking my student loan balance this month, I don't feel so much, so okay. I, w- I was looking for inspiration, so I was like, you know, my girl Oprah. Yeah, she's got it. You know, she started she's got from the bottom. She's, yeah. sec- <laughs> she's at the top. So. She secured the bag. She all right. Uh, this week, I am Maya Angelou. I was watching her documentary the other day, and I'm like, wow, what a full life. Like, she lived her life out completely, like, you know? Yes. I think there's a saying that goes that you can die completely lived out, and I feel like, you know, when she passed, she had completed the full course of everything that there is to be done. Yes, she's definitely one of my favorite writers, slash poets, slash dancers, slash... Badass women, yeah, so badass. Stories are just Mm -hmm. so captivating, and yeah, I just and just unapologetically her, like unapologetically, unapologetically talented. Yeah, great person to be. Mm -hmm. So uh, last week we had a whole bunch of foolishness and tons of people who did not come to Shanghai, but (laughs) I wanted to give you guys a couple people that you could see this week in Shanghai that were actually coming. All right. So first up, we have Jason Mraz. Uh, he's a, like, I don't want to say he's, like, a late 2000s pop artist, mm-hmm. but um, to me, that's what he is, because I haven't heard anything new from him since then. Uh, you know, an old bop, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, you know, all the... I do not know. I do not know. I'm yours, you know, that was a bop, you know, and Lucky with Colby Calais, Colby... I'm shaking my head. I feel like I pronounce everybody's name wrong. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even sound right. I don't know who he is, even, but it doesn't sound you right. Can't even cut copyright for this because the name's wrong. <laughs> um, but also, <laughs> we will have his tickets are are on sale, or if they were on sale, you have a few days left for 480 RNB. So get those tickets. And someone else is coming. It's Casey Musgrave. Do you okay. know who she is? Do you know her? No, do yeah, not. Mm-mm. She's actually, she has, I think she just won a Grammy for Artist of the Year. Really? Yes. I, I was shocked too. Country. Country. Oh, yes. okay. I'm, but, I'm not really within yeah. that genre. Actually, I have, I listened to like one of her songs. It actually sounds like a really upbeat, almost pop song, but I mean, I don't really. I don't know country was that big in Shanghai, so that's interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of expats here. Hmm. And it sounds like she's country slash pop, so. Yeah, her tickets are all also about 500 RMB. So yes, uh, Jason Mraz will be here on May 15th. Casey Musgraves will be here on May 22nd. So you guys have like a week, a few days for mm-hmm. Jason, a week for Casey. Get those tickets. 
should be a good time. All right. Uh, I actually found a lot of information about school this this month. Yeah. Last few weeks, school and different ways that people are getting into school, exploring school. And I've always found it really interesting, being a teacher here in China myself, at how much Chinese parents put into their students. Um, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of investment into education. You know, there's extra maths, extra science, extra English, and they really do like pour themselves into their kids. Yeah, and not even just the extra subject, the travel. Yes. So there yes. are parents out here um, enlisting their stu- their children on study tours. Okay. I was like, I clicked on the article immediately because I was like, hmm, what's a study tour? And one of the articles, it was based around this particular mom who signed her daughter, or her son, they didn't specify, but her child is currently in the fifth grade. And fifth grade. she has had these travel plans for her child since 2015. Wow. Four years ago. Before so four years. The child's in fifth grade now. Um, so she has signed her child up for tours in Shanghai, Beijing, the United States, Australia, wow. Japan, and Canada. Oh my goodness, that is, yes. that is impeccable planning. Yes, and she's signed, she's spent over 75,000 RB to oh ensure that her child um, can explore some of the top schools in each of these countries and cities um, so that her child has the best bet at getting some of the um, deeper cultural exchanges that can offer from, of course, studying in different countries. Um, and yeah, she sees no no loss in it. She's like, money well spent, you know. This is, Definitely. I mean, yeah. it's you're, you're giving your child experiences that they would never... They can't. They can read about in books, but it's just completely different to be able to go to these cities and get the exposure, and you know, just create your own life from the different exposure that you're getting. That's amazing, amazing. And so much, so much planning and sacrifice must have gone yes. into that. I mean, she was planning before her baby, you know, before he could talk. I was just like, wow, you're like, like you will see, baby, you will see the world. Like, <laughs> you will see the world. That's amazing. That's great. I think that you know. She's not talking about doing anything luxurious. She's just making sure that her child is experiencing all of these schools. And, yeah, actually, um, the U.S., Australia, Japan, and Canada are some of the most popular destinations for Chinese nationals. That's where they're sending their kids. Um, and Shanghai, Xi'an, Nanjing, and Beijing are some of the most popular metropolitan cities in China. Yeah. And, so that's... Yeah, study tours are becoming more and more popular um, last couple years parents are getting more hip to them and I think that's great I you know yeah it's an invaluable experience even just yeah. the fact that you can you know before you go out and you go study in another country like this it's quite popular to kind of go for your um post-grad or whatnot or your master's in another country and before you actually get a go and live and and study in another country, just being able to do the study tours and get that exposure beforehand so you know you kind of dip your toes in the water in different countries and and then you know um, exactly. it's a little bit more bearable yeah. to live there once you've kind of dipped your toes in. And there's mm. nothing like the confidence you get from traveling at a young age to other countries. Like, True. True. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get to travel out of the States so I was an adult. And yeah, same. Like, yeah, I actually didn't like, travel yeah. until I think my first travel was 19. Yeah, I was which 20, was 22. Yeah, which is an invaluable because once once you start, like once you have that first time where you go into a world that is so completely different to your own, you know, it changes, it shifts something in you and you don't just go back 
and kind of live life ordinarily. It's almost like you have a completely new lens on life. Yeah, I, the world gets smaller, and I think that's mm. a great thing. Get, and it gets yeah. achievable. Like when you're, when you're younger, you just think like, oh, that's so far. Like, yeah. That's unattainable. But the more you travel, you're just like, ah, I could save up money and go there. You yeah. Know, this is, you know. Yeah, and it's easy to achieve. Like it's it's the world becomes achievable because you know you're no longer the small kind of insignificant person. Yeah. You know you've been in these spaces and you know that you can occupy them. So it's amazing. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that aren't achievable. Um, let's talk about some mothers who are using a bit of, you know, few unorthodox ways to get their children into school. Ooh. Um, so, <laughs> if you know, there's a lot of institutions in the States that are pretty popular, like USC, UCLA, uh, Stanford, just, those are particular California colleges, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, Los Angeles is home to a lot of superstars, a lot of people in the acting business, things like that, so it would make sense that, you know, Actors, actresses would want their kids to go to these high schools that are nearby, you yeah. know, like L.A., Beverly Hills, Hollywood. I don't know if any rich people live in Hollywood. I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so Lori Laughlin, I don't know if you heard of her. She was on Full House back in the day. Uh-uh. She was, uh, I think she was Joey's wife. Joey's super cute one, John Stamos. I don't know. I, I used to watch it. This is how Mary Kay Nashley got their start. You know Mary Kay Nashley. Yeah. yeah like, okay. You got it, dude. That whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and Joey was like a cute dad, and then Lori Loughlin was like his wife, his girlfriend on the show. Um, and then mm-hmm. Felicity Hoffman, she was on Desperate Housewives. Okay. Which yeah, I can't yeah. tell you why, but I've seen every season of Desperate Housewives. Okay. <laughs> I'm shaking my head at myself because I don't. It was the summer and bored, obviously. But they were both um, indicted and caught by the FBI for and uh, participated participating in an illegal college scheme to get their kids into college. Um, Well, yeah, it's just, I kind of like breezed by the article because I was just like, privileged people. So they were paying money or? Well, it was like a whole scheme like they, that they went through with these colleges to ensure that their kids, I believe Lori Laughlin's daughters went to USC. So just to give them, so just to give them preference basically to make sure that they definitely get in. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I just, I honestly didn't look too deep into the, into the, because I'm just not surprised. Like, come on. Like, we have people uh, arguing about affirmative action, talking about how they're minorities now, and you have people, rich people, privileged people like this, who are, who are able to just pay just, their exactly. way in. And I'm just like, ugh, you have all those resources, yeah. but you couldn't get your daughter's tutors. Right. And I mean, oh, if you if you think about it, just in comparison to the story of the, the, the mom who had, yeah. you know, saved up and made sure that, you know, her daughter would get all this exposure. And then now you contrast it with this where they have all this money and they could make sure that their children get all the exposure to actually, exactly. you know, get them into these schools. And they just, you know, took, yeah. a, took the roots to throw money at the problem. And exactly. it's just. And then like people want to combat and then she's. Over here, uh, I think she's taking a plea deal at this point. Initially, she tried oh, wow. to fight it until she realized she could go to jail, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in prison for a minute. And she was like, "Any any parent would do it." Like, no, any no. parent would do it. Like, there's plenty of students. I just saw um, Russell Simmons' daughter got into Harvard, and she yeah. is constantly there's pictures of her studying all the time. She worked to get into <laughs> Harvard. Dr. Dre's daughter just got into USC, and yes, I'm sure Dr. Dre donated a lot of money because he's an LA native. But it's but, like, his daughter worked. Okay? Yeah. It's like, there are parents who, of course, do want the best for their children, but what's the point of your daughters going to college if they, like, you got them in for free, they're not going to learn anything. What's the point? 
And even then, is their commitment going to be as strong? Because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of motivation in terms of you know, I I worked hard to be here. Like if you're a student, you're thinking I worked hard to be here, but my parents also worked hard to be here. You know, and oh, my parents worked hard to put me here. So therefore, there's a kind of a level of of hard work and consistency that goes into that. That kind of channels you to work harder. So you know, what is what is the point if they're going to go in there and then. You know, it's just like, oh, I, I just, I got no got here. point, and I'm glad that her daughters dropped out. I would have been happier <laughs> if I read that they were kicked out, which they should have been, because they stole uh, spots from kids who deserved it. Like, USC yeah. is an institution that is prided on excellence, a, a lot like other California universities, and they stole spots from students who worked hard mm. to get good grades, and I hope that they... You know, I hope their mama loses all her money and they can't find jobs. <laughs> that, like, is, that is terrible, a terrible curse to wish upon them. But, but just again, like bringing it back to that example, it's just, you know, it's it's clear that they, that like if you look at those societies, it's clear that both cultures have a high value on education and getting providing the best education. But yes. you look at the different ways that it, it translates. Yes. So here in China, like we, we mentioned earlier, there's a lot that goes into extra lessons. Yes. Most children go to IT classes by the age of nine or eight. Yes. They have piano. They have all these things, but the parents and the grandparents work hard to invest in the child. And, you know, there's yes. the, the contrast in that, you know, there's a society that has all this money and they use kind of the money to just, you know, get children in places that they yeah. ordinarily wouldn't go into. But there's still the high value of, of making sure that their children are educated. It's just kind of, I guess, the strategy is more misplaced. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know about Felicity Hoffman, but I know I've seen a lot of pictures of Lori Loughlin in court. I wish her the best, um, but I really hope she gets at least one year in prison because that's what she deserves. Well, back in... School-related and uh, a little, little Western mashup of slight foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know of a person named Black China? Oh yes, yes, the celebrity <laughs> personality. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say personality. Yeah. I don't know if I'd add the celebrity. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I don't mind Black China. I, you know, she's a cute girl. Um, she's uh, been involved with the Kardashians for a bit. Her daughter, her son, her son and daughter. I don't want to just. Coin mm-hmm. her daughter because her daughter's with a Kardashian, but gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous little kids, gorgeous family. But, um, so my reason for bringing up said Black China was, um, sis got into Harvard online business school. Wow. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little backstory. Um, last week, almost two weeks ago now, that I came across this post on the shade room because <laughs> I don't follow Black China, but, um, she posted this. Like, um, farewell to, to foolishness post, you know, that a lot of celebrities post, you know, it was a, yeah. it was a long iOS press release about, um, you know, I've changed my ways, I've grown so much. I think maybe it was her birthday. I'm not, I'm not sure. Cause okay. you know people do that or something like, happened. I'm, I'm letting go of the old me, I've got yeah. the new me now. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it was on her kids' birthdays. I don't know. Maybe she turned 30. Who knows? Um, I didn't read the whole post because it was very long and it was in those, it was in type like four font i was like i must mm-hmm. read all this but the the point was like the message the comment that she left after she posted the post was just like you know new things coming like you're gonna see an angela white you've never seen before which by the way her name is angela white i'm actually curious does her what what does her name have anything why why is it black china what? like I, I actually have <laughs> you know now that i think about it do you know what her mom's name is what 
Am I ready for this? Her mom's name. Her mom's name is Tokyo Tony. No way. That's her real name? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so her mom's name is Tokyo Tony, and then she named herself Black China. I have no idea. Her real name is Angela White. Um, mm, mm, mm. Okay. So then, said Angela White, the next day, or a few hours later, um, again, I saw this post on the Shade Room, not on her Instagram, but she posted a picture of her acceptance into Harvard Online Business School. Wow. Clap, clap, clap for clap, Black clap, China. Clap, clap, <laughs> Or not. <laughs> not even a day after that, Harvard, um, some officials from the school were like, um, wait, we, we don't have anyone registered under that name. Denied. We, we don't know her. <laughs> like, she doesn't go here. She doesn't even go here. Um, wow. So then, like, a day after that, like, it just, the whole roundup came back, and it was, they're saying that it's a scam going on now where Black China hired some PR team that, like, wow. showed her got her hit to this little scandal, and they were like, hey, you know, you pay us $3,200, we'll do all the work for you, you know, and you, you have a new Harvard online business degree. The, um, the the whole degree, so she doesn't have to sit the course, yes. she gets the entire degree for 3200 Yes, and I think Black China, wow. like, I don't know if she's not responded or she said she didn't know about this, but I have several questions. Um, the first one being, like, how, how did we think this was going to pan out? Like, do, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, was there an application process? Did she d- apply that, directly with Harvard at some point? Or did exactly she just pay the agent? So because if questions. now she's like, oh, like, I didn't know what they were up to. Like, I just, like, how, even if this, even if this scam, like, happens, like, so they're just writing your name on these applications. Like, what's going to happen? Like, if you have to, like, go to Harvard ever. And they're going to be like, ma'am, I've seen you on Instagram. I don't, like, what? Because I'm pretty sure, like, even online schools, you have to have some type of interaction with your professors and things, right? Like, Yeah, usually you have, I think you have online lectures. Yeah. Not, I'm not too sure about the particulars, but... This makes me think back to my online classes in school. All the hard work meaningless multiple choice or maybe she online. just thought they would secure her a place and then she would actually do the business school you know maybe it's part of her rebranding and it just didn't go well this is just me trying to find like the positive or you I know mean, I could definitely see this as a great step for her rebranding but Harvard girl that is that is a giant leap a gi- that is like you know I mean it's just... maybe it's the leap that, that is needed to just like change you know her mm-hmm. narrative and how she's seen but she it's said, unfortunate it didn't work out, and that she you said know she didn't want to jog. She went full sprint. Uh, you know, more power to her. Um, clearly, Harvard said, uh, "Ma'am, no." Um, but you know, Don't I wish her the best you. of luck in general applications with the rest of us. Well, that's all I have this week for news. Um, I enjoyed Thanks. sharing with you. Go out, get you some some tunes in with Jason Mraz. You know, yes, you get done, acquainted. Done, na, 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 na. Okay, don't, don't don't do don't, don't, don't okay. do the singing. <laughs> you know, go listen to some Casey Musgrave. She she got a Grammy for a reason. I hope. Uh huh. Um, and maybe you know I'll see some of y'all waddling around the beer festival. Oh, there's a beer festival happening. There is a beer festival happening. Okay. Happening. Um, I would love to tell you where it is, but, um, I'm not going to lie and act like I read the whole flyer. <laughs> uh, so You'll probably see it circulating yeah. around the WeChat, just, uh, just WeChat on, webs and, just hop on know? Smart Shanghai. 
like I do for everything. There's also, there's a beer festival. I think the beer festival is like in the morning and mm-hmm. in the evening for all the real folk like myself, the cocktail festival begins. Okay. Sounds like fun. Yes. And that's this weekend. Yes. It's actually Friday, May 10th, Saturday, May 11th, and May 12th. Mm-hmm. So all weekend, y'all, go get your drink on. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Are you enjoying the podcast? I hope so. Are you a business or entrepreneur interested in collaborating with Uncorked? If so, you can contact us at uncorkedsh at gmail.com. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Bye! So, welcome back. Um, Welcome back. (laughs) And under the general theme of dating and dating experiences in Shanghai that we have going on this week, a lot of expats... Uh, when they come here, I guess uh, don't really know what the dating scene is going to look like, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people will be on on dating apps uh, such as your Tinder, your Bumble. Uh, I can't think of any any others, those but are the popular too. Yeah, those are the popular too. Uh, people tend to go on there, and it means that there's been quite a shift from like you know the traditional sense of meeting people because you're just trying to find like maybe other expats or whatnot. But anyway. So I was on uh, on a dating on one of these dating platforms the other day, and uh, mm, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, I was on Bumble, and uh, Bumble just has kind of like an interesting thing where you are prompted, I guess, as the woman to text to send the first message to the guy, yeah, and uh, then they have twenty four hours to respond. And then if they don't respond, then the match is lost forever into dun, the, dun, dun. I know, into the interwebs. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, that was interesting just going on there because I haven't been in a couple of months and I don't really look after it that much. I don't look after Same. my, yeah, yeah, it's kind of neglected. So looking at what do I put on my profile? Because I'm not who I was like six, three, four, five months ago, you know, and, uh, Almost my immediate thought was like, hmm, you know, what am I trying to attract right now? And when I was looking at different profiles, the one thing I kept seeing, I think I saw about three of these, was the word sapiosexual. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, and I was wondering, you know, if someone puts sapiosexual, it's, it's quite an interesting, because sapiosexual, just background and context, means that you are attracted to people who are highly intelligent, you know, and that's that's mm-hmm. what attracts you or gets you excited and so forth. And that made me think, uh, you know, is that a form of, of narcissism? Because you are saying that I am a highly, you're presuming, right? You're putting it out there that I am a highly intelligent person and therefore can only interact with highly intelligent people. And for that fact, uh, I'm going to put sapiosexual here. And, you know, I think that highly of myself that, I, I will basically not engage with you unless you're on my level of intellect. And how even do you measure that? You yeah, know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that something that you would swipe uh, right for? So swipe right means that you, you actually are interested in the person and want to have a chat. Is that something that you would swipe right for? For sapio, someone who says they are sapiosexual, you know? They're intellectual and they're looking for someone who's just as smart. It's like given that unpacking, like who, that, that, that just seems like a lot you know, to ingest on, like, a a social media level because it's just like, hey, 
hey, I'm a sapiosexual. How are you? It's like, whoa. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Too much excitement. Exactly. Too much excitement. Maybe, yeah, slightly narcissistic, slightly a little arrogant. I don't know. A bit much, I would say. A bit much. Yeah. Doing too much. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm not really much of of a texter, so I, I can never keep the momentum going. But I suppose it would be a good way to maybe screen out potential interesting conversations as opposed to ones that would not be. Uh, if, but even then, what's what's the mark of the of of intelligence? What exactly. are you going to speak about? Are you going to open with a quote from, I don't know, Franz Fanon, or, uh, you know, what what how how are we going to measure this intellect? Exactly, and I think even on social media, it's so hard to measure anything, like a sense of humor, sarcasm, you know, so I'm just like, if someone put that, honestly, I'd probably, you know, swipe, swipe the no way, because... <laughs> the no way! I can't, I can't, That's left. I can never remember. Left swipe right. left. <laughs> Directionally challenged. Um, but, I, yeah, I would just, I, I think that I would see it as, oh, like, oh, that's interesting, but also, like, I, I don't... It's too loaded for a first exactly. virtual date, and it's perhaps. Just, yeah, and honestly, like, it, when I'm, like, happy to be a mumble, I'm not looking for a challenge. Like, I, I don't, you know, I'm... You just want something to just pause time. <laughs> make, of what, make of that what you will, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and that's interesting. And that also, it also got me thinking about uh, what actually drives... Uh, what we put down as our as our preferences, you know, mm-hmm. is it driven by ego? Because if you're putting something like sapiosexual down, it's again operating under the assumption that you know I am just of this highly intellectual. Um, I have this huge intellectual capacity and can only engage with people of that nature. And is that driven by ego? Is it driven by past experiences? Mm-hmm. What actually drives yeah. people to put you know whatever you put on on your dating profile? Well, I. I'm not on Bumble right now, but something that I do really like about Bumble is that they, because uh, I'm not someone who writes bios. Like I put very oh. little information about myself. So you're that you're, the, you're like a yeah. drifting bubble of pictures. Yeah, like with no I, with no words. Like number one, I'm lazy, and number two, I just I'm not gonna read all that, so I don't expect anyone to read it for me. But Bumble, they have like questions that you can like put on your profile, so that oh, is yes. something that I do particularly always read. Because um, I think those are interesting and they're like quick, you know. I just scan like boop, de, boop, boop, boop to the questions to the answer, you know. And I think it's kind of like a quirky thing if people actually answer the questions. I think that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I always think those kinds of guys. I like do perceive them as like you know like quirky, goofy. But mm. I, I'm not reading like a. I'm not reading a long paragraph. The long about, descriptive things like, about how how like, the person's looking for love or exactly, divorce. Exactly, those and, guys are like you know. I'm really on here looking for love. I'm a hard-working man just looking for a hard-working woman. You know, my heart is on the line. And you're just like, never, not that, like, bye. It, are you trying to write a romance novel? Like, it's just a pitch. <laughs> like, what is going on here, sir? But that makes, that makes a, that's a, that's a completely different component, which makes it seem like, you know, as a, as a main platform that people tend to meet through, you know, as an expat community, it makes it seem so, so fickle, like, you know, it's just, oh, uh, I'm not, I'm not looking to invest. I'm not looking to, I'm just looking to pass time while I'm doing whatever I'm doing by swiping left or right. Yeah. But I guess in the grand scheme of Shanghai, that is what it is. It is what it is. But one thing that's also quite interesting about Bumble is that they do have, uh, it's not just limited in terms of the heterosexual sense. Oh, true. Uh, they do put quite a lot on there in terms of, are you transgender? Are you asexual, pansexual? 
uh, queer, and it's actually quite an inclusive, uh, well, quite an inclusive list or like, that yeah there's a whole lot that that actually doesn't just um limit you to just heterosexual um engagements you know great Uh, options for everyone there we go okay so this week in context of us uh having the overall theme of dating you know i took i went on a little escapade to the marriage market here in shanghai now, for those of you who don't know what this is, I also did not know. I expected to see kind of like this quiet, you know, a little tumbleweed just like rolling around and these <laughs> sad people just going, please, you know, marry my daughter. But it was actually really, really vibrant. Um, a lot of like chit chat, a lot of um, socializing. And it's a marketplace where you can basically basically put your son or daughter's CV up and try and find them a significant other. Oh. I know. Yes, I saw, I saw, I saw those videos on uh, our Uncorked SH Instagram, slight plug. Yes, yes. so if you, <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to take, check them out, uh, just go to our highlights, and it'll be, it's there under Marriage Market. So just to get a, to gauge in terms of, you know, um, we're all expats, most of us expats living here, and we're kind of navigating the dating scene, but also just the pressures that uh, people, Chinese people also face when it comes to the whole getting married thing. So parents are just there, like, my daughter must get married, or my son must get married, and they're really just, you know, in the forefront, making sure it happens. <laughs> I wish my parents cared that much about who I ended up with. Yeah, and it was just, it was really interesting, and I had a chat with... Um, with a guy named Jeffrey who runs a singles WeChat group, uh, so he's he's kind of taking the the old school tradition um, of the market and he's making it a little bit more virtual. Hmm. So he has a WeChat group and you know he just takes your number, he adds you in there, he asks you know are you single? So I'm in I'm in the I'm in the WeChat group. There's a lot of Chinese um, that oh, happens I was, there. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Is it open to well, it's it technically is, but I didn't see that many um, expats in there. I think I'm hmm. like maybe one of two or three mm. and everything is happening in Chinese so you kind of just have to translate or like see what characters but uh we'll, we'll see how that part of the dating scene goes but yeah it definitely says something about the pressure to find a significant other and just you know he said that the, the requirements are high when it comes to um being a guy here being a Chinese man here you need to have your own house you know car and in Shanghai yeah, yeah the, the pressure is really high Whew. And uh, also something that I found very interesting, there was a a gentleman there, uh, he's uh, 42, and he's an eligible bachelor, and uh, yes. Is he he still looking? (laughs) 42. I I think so. I think so, girl. I think I took a picture of his, his, they put put like a banner over uh, the umbrella. Mm. So, you know, if you you need me to hook you up, I could just... (laughs) Find me that number after So, what caught my attention about his uh, banner was the fact that he is looking specifically for a foreign woman. So he has there, you know, he's like, I'm 42, you know, I've got clean habits, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't gamble, and he is looking for a good foreign woman who's serious about marriage, under the age of 35. So... We we just found a lot (laughs) I think we just might uh, double up and do like a little hookup service there. Yes. Yes, so it's quite interesting. And that says something about like how open-minded I guess everyone is uh, in terms of just interracial relationships. Um, Didn't expect to see that, 
so that was quite a surprise. On court, as HRG member. We're taking applications. Yeah, I forgot what his name was. I, I can't remember his name, but I'll, I'll definitely post the the picture of his umbrella on our WeChat moments. So that was quite an adventure, something right, really unexpected. That's part of the dating scene here in Shanghai, just in terms of you know how the Chinese people are doing it. Ancient versus new age on WeChat. Yeah, that was、That's、quite a trip. I'm, I'm so glad you got to document that. Yeah, so it was quite a lot of fun. Be sure to check that out on our highlights on Instagram, and that's uncorked sh, and it's under the highlight of marriage market. Being here, meditative writing retreat. This is an invitation to take off the city, reflect, write, meditate, create, and collaborate from a place where geography, nationality, race, and otherness don't confine you. Immerse yourself in a weekend of creative exercises, inspiring exchanges, introspective thought, morning yoga, meditative workshops, and more. Taking place in the beautifully scenic island of Chongming, just an hour outside of Shanghai, from the 21st to the 23rd of June. Early bird tickets are going for 1,350 RMB by the 20th of May and 1,500 thereafter. For more information, contact Kito on 1561894321. That's 1561894321 by WeChat or by phone. Hey, welcome back. This is now uncorked. Yes, uncorked moment. Yes, we have a very special uncorked for you this week.、Um, yes, so we went around and we were asking you guys to share your dating stories, how it's been for you trying to find a significant other in、uh, the streets of Shanghai, and we're very lucky that you guys have sent some amazing, incredible stories. Yes. But let's start off with ourselves. So tell me, how has your dating experience been in Shanghai? Well,、hmm. ooh, that sounds so enthusiastic. I mean, I'm excited to hear how it's been. If I had just a audio representation, that would have been it. You know. Oh wow! Just, just the well. W E L L. That's it. Well, you know, it's like a slow, <laughs> like dredge off the mountain. You know, like when you're like when you're young. I, I, have you ever lived around snow? I don't think so. No, no, definitely not. Okay, but it's like okay, maybe just like a dirt mountain. And you know, like when you're a kid and you like get that little sack and you like go down the mountain and you、mm-hmm. think you're gonna go super fast, but you don't. You just go、oh. slow. <laughs> and by the time you're like at the end, like you're not even moving anymore, and you have to like get up. And, and you're like, still like thinking,、down. yes, it's gonna go faster at some point. It's, it's gonna happen. That, yeah, that, that, that's,、oh. that's exactly. Ooh, that, that's like a res- representation、mm. of dating experience. I don't know, like because、uh, as you guys know, this is my second year in China. I spent 2017 in Shenzhen,、um, and this is like m- almost my fourth year living abroad.、Um, and I just, I, I had so many hopes about Shanghai. I was like,、yeah. this is such a like a metropolitan city. So many different types of people here. I mean, I'm definitely gonna meet people who are interesting, and you know that I, I jive with, and you know it's gonna be great. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And and you know, but it's, it hasn't been moving <laughs> as fast as you anticipated. It, it just I wouldn't even say it's fast, just at all, at all.、Know? Like I, I just feel like.、Um, I didn't realize how hard living in such a transient city would be. 
Mm, that's true. You know, it's that's just true. like people always seem to be coming and going. And at the age of like social media dating apps, um, like, you know, as someone who is relatively busy, it's like I don't have time for pen pals. And it's like when you don't like I, I find it really hard to engage these days with people via messaging. Yeah, the back and forth um, of texting and yeah. and then trying to make up for real time. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's like exactly. I, I'm asking you, what are you doing? And then I have to, like, like, the person has to answer now. And then it's like we're constantly with each other, but not not because... There, there are only uh, so many LOL, cool, ha, 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 ha. Not I enough stickers on WeChat. Like, there's just <laughs> not enough. And it just, you know, for me, it really just turns into boredom. Yeah. And it's just like... I think that's that's uh that's been interesting. My experience has been uh, I mean it's been cool, but I feel like the the I've definitely the quality of people that I've met has been amazing. Um but not necessarily for dating. So I've had to, you know, just kind of classify or, or redirect the people that I'm meeting to just understanding that they're far better off as just people that you meet and interact with and you learn from, but not necessarily someone that's going to be like a long-term relationship. Because as you said, it is a, a city where everyone's in transit. Everyone's here for like a year or two years or three years. And it's not really home, but it's a place that you live. So people aren't looking yeah. to build something, which is, exactly. you know, all good yeah. and well. Um, but it just means that I think I've made a lot more friends than um, potential potential lovers, I guess. I mean, again, I don't know if I... I don't know. I just haven't had a lot of luck with the opposite sex, I guess. Um, because, yeah, like, transient people, but also people who've been here forever, um, you know, just don't know how to act. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you're taking no accountability for this. You're just like, no, no, no. They, 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 just, they just don't know how to act. That's yes. that's your story, and you're yes. sticking to it. Exactly. Uh, no, I think it's... I think I'm it's it's the it's, perfect it's, package. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, you did say you're like There's Oprah in the beginning. Wrong with me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not convinced. I, I am not. I convinced. am Oprah. I'm Oprah looking for my sediment. Okay, you can live in my back garden. Okay, and plant all my magical fruits and stuff, and just you know, just be my leading man. We don't, you know, we don't need anything. But then no, because Oprah, Oprah has a reason to never get married. <laughs> She's rich, yeah. so so. I mean, but I, I don't know if I'm that Oprah way, but. That's what I feel like a lot of men in Shanghai want. They want them an everlasting Stedman. Is his name Stedman or Stedson? I don't know. I'm sorry, Oprah. I'm sorry, girl. I don't know. What's your man's name? It's Stedman. Stedman. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say to you. Anyways. Yeah. Well, as, as Maya, Maya, Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou, was uh, married uh, three times. Yeah. Three times. So three marriages and... Um, you know, I think I'd, I'd have to be, like, on my second marriage to be, like, you know, at that level. Yeah. Uh, not not quite there. Um, but uh, I'm not feeling the pressure yeah. <laughs> to do that because, you know, yeah. young. Uh, yeah, I feel like Shanghai puts you in this place where it's just, like, you're really not worried anymore. Just yeah, like, you just realize, you know, let me just live my life yeah. and focus on the things that I yeah. can control. And, you know, it really doesn't take away from you to be single. Exactly. There's so uh, many exciting things happening here, you know? Yeah, there's a lot to do. Like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, anyway, that's just our kind of perspectives and, like, how we have yeah. uh, experienced, you know, the whole dating scene in Shanghai. And now we yes. are going to move on to our incredible uh, listeners who have sent yes. in their stories and just how they have found the experience 
here in Shanghai. So listen yes. for that. Yes, we invited four lovely guests. Um, we're not giving you any other information because don't be nosy. Um, but we're excited to share. They are from all over the world. Um, and some of them are sharing stories. Some of them are sharing their experiences. And some of them just general thoughts. Yes. Enjoy. My dating experience in Shanghai has been interesting, I guess. Um, I'm bisexual or pansexual, you know, doesn't really matter uh, (laughs) to me uh, much which label you use, but um, I do have uh, a god-awful gaydar when it comes to women so that's been a little bit challenging um and it's kind of funny and yeah honestly um after trying to date women in shanghai i just think women don't like me honestly like i guess i'm not giving off enough like sapphic vibes or whatever like you know I mean, I definitely give off some because I feel like every time, like, I go out uh, to, like, the club or go out dancing, there is always a woman who will initiate something with me, like, dancing with me, making out with me, but they're not interested in me. It's always about, you know, like the male gaze and like I can tell the difference I don't know honestly it's incredible like I went on tinder because then I was like hey like don't need to use my gaydar uh if women have their profile set to other women then you know I'll know they're into it it's fine um it was so sad I felt so (laughs) kind of I don't know like depressed there just weren't like a lot of women there I literally had to switch it to men and women to give myself a little boost and then like 10 minutes after like changing it to men I was like oh nah like I'm cute like this is fine men are so thirsty y'all like (laughs) I know how to deal with that it's just dating women in particular in Shanghai has been a struggle so I would say that my dating experience in Shanghai has been a bit up and down, but like more on the less serious spectrum of things, um, because I feel like most people in Shanghai are actually not really like coming here for love or to look for love. It's just like something that will happen incidentally. Um, so like even the people that I know are in relationships, like maybe they came here with being in a relationship already and um and like that so i mean i was the same like i didn't i was in a relationship before like when i came here because i had no intention of dating anyone over here until we broke up and then when we broke up i was just like okay well like you know i might as well just like dip my 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 feet in the pool and see what's good with it you know but like after that happened, I would say that, like, most of the most of it is just, like, for, for fun. Like, people just want to, like, go on dates, have fun and stuff because there's so many people, especially, like, more senior people that, like, if they live in Shanghai, they travel a lot 
or they like live half somewhere else then half over here so there's not like a lot of space to be serious with people over here um even with like other fellow teachers and stuff like i just haven't had that kind of luck in terms of like finding a partner over here so and i think that there's also like the whole added aspect of like race and racism and like how it's like super clear that like especially for like for like chinese people or even like like you know white expats over here they just really into either like chinese or white and then like as a black gay man you kind of like push to the side because you're not like necessarily the look the attractive look for um for those people they're just like looking for other white or chinese people so i don't know like how other people's experiences have been like other like gay men of colors experience have been but like I can definitely like speak speak for myself where where I where now I just feel like you know like just if I want to have anything serious or like go on like some serious date or something I'll definitely do it outside of Shanghai um because like I'm not really trying I'm not willing to like put myself out there for like you know like white guys or Chinese guys who want to like seem like they are better than me just because of a certain aspect of themselves so i just like avoid that over here now actually so i once saw a man and i took him to a murder mystery night and before the game had even begun he whispered to me really loudly because we were supposed to be like the evil vampires right he whispered really loudly we have to kill them all and everyone else at the table who was also part of the murder mystery event heard so he ruined the game before the game had even begun anyway i um later that week took him to see the movie the spy who dumped me and then i dumped him i still owe him the money for the cinema tickets don't think he's going to get it back <laughs> well let's talk about my dating experience let's see Um I when I first got here I didn't really know what to expect from a dating experience in Shanghai being that I didn't know much about Chinese culture about Chinese people um but I decided to venture off into the dating scene online which is um very interesting um so I decided to join Tinder um on my first round here and some other social gay dating s- venues um so i gave that a try tinder for me was definitely definitely something that i just couldn't deal with most of the guys there didn't really respond um maybe it was just not they weren't interested in me i don't know um so i never really met anybody off of tinder um may have got a few connections as in like chatting and things like that but never actually met anybody in person that i can remember off of tinder um so my dating experience from that wasn't very great but on other hands um i can be kind of social out in public so like when i'm out having a drink you know you get to feeling things and um sometimes you just like force yourself to do things that you necessarily wouldn't do so i've met people being out and about um 
in that dating kind of sense. Nothing too serious, just casual in and out type of things. Um, but most of my experiences definitely come from being on social gay sites. I find it's more beneficial for me because at least I know exactly that this person would be into me or that it's, we rock in the same way versus like being out and about where you may see somebody and you're not really 100% sure if they are really into you in that kind of way. And thank you again to our listeners for lending their magical voices this episode. We really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed. Let's end the show. Okay, and uh, if you want to keep the conversation going after the podcast, be sure to contact us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and it's all uncorked SH. So keep the conversation going even after the podcast. And uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what your experiences are if you'd like to, and uh, maybe even suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about or what you'd like to know about living in Shanghai. Yes, and again, if you are a business or entrepreneur looking to collaborate with Uncorked, please contact us at uncorkedsh at gmail.com. See you again next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.